Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So today was another big day for precious metals. So you're looking at the one-year chart here uh, for silver and gold. And as you can see, you know, gold is, you know, roughly at its highest level since April of last year. Of course, both metals experienced quite a downturn uh, starting, you know, as it kind of went into the summer uh, for, for a variety of reasons, partly a strong dollar and, and, and partly seasonality and, and some other factors I'm sure were in play. But but about a 10 month high for gold now silver and we'll get more into this uh, here in a second. Silver, uh, not quite as high as it was uh, a couple of weeks ago, but but still, you know, around, you know, the highest it's been since uh, I'd say july of 2018 so uh, all in all a a pretty strong day today again this is a one-year chart but if you look at a five-day chart for silver and gold a very positive move up i mean it's it's that's kind of been the name of the game as of late in fact you know if you look at at a chart over here for gold uh it's and i think zero hedge actually they pointed this out pretty nicely this uh channel that it's kind of been trading in since you know i don't want to say it's lows uh in 2018 because actually those lows were a little further back you had that in august and pretty close to a low in in october it actually looks like it sorry apologize for pop-ups around the middle of november that this uh channel i guess this rally began and since then you know it, it has stalled out along the way right we had a nice strong rally through much of january and then it stalled out in fact it actually broke to the downside i thought it was a break to the downside uh it, it you know around january 21st here and then another big move up on fed news and then some more kind of sideways action a little bit down and then back up again and so very encouraging you know and if it were to continue this pattern for a little while longer, we might expect maybe a little bit more upside than where it's at right now. 341 is where it's at right now. We might expect a little more upside, but again, we also could see you know some consolidation. But this is this is very positive, um, and and you know as I said, uh, silver is kind of coming along for the ride. Now the gold to silver ratio kind of remains stubbornly high. This is gold to silver ratio right here, uh, dating back quite a while. But we'll just we'll go to a, like a five year chart here. Um, and, and these scales all are all wonky. That's why it looks like it's been so steady, but it hasn't been. Um, so basically, uh, you're looking at where it's at right now. Uh, again, around the 83 to 84 range, uh, which is kind of frustrating. You know, it's off of its highs uh, towards the end of 2018 there, but still relatively high. You know, with gold at 340, I'll be honest, I, I expect the ratio to move maybe closer to 80 to 1 by now. Uh, still time for that to happen. I'm sticking with my, my my case that I've kind of laid out here for a while now that that as we see gold eventually, and I'm not saying it's going to happen right now, it could pull back to, to 1300 or whatever, but when it eventually moves to 1350, 1360, which is kind of some key levels there, and then ultimately 1400, I think we're going to see that gold to silver ratio move down to 80, maybe to 78 range, uh, 77 range, kind of in that area. 
And then if gold can maintain 1400, uh, I think there's a lot of room for gold to run there. Uh, and then silver, I think, will will, will follow suit and then and, and I think uh, rally quite a bit more than gold. That this, we'll see this ratio uh, continue to move down once kind of gold breaks that, that key level of, of 1400. It's just a matter of, of kind of when we hit that. that. That's kind of my take on the gold to silver ratio. Um, and, and, you know, I guess, you know, in that same, same uh, uh, line of thought, if you are, you know, looking at buying silver and gold, you know, I know in one of my videos last week I was talking about, you know, hey, this is this is refund season. Uh, this may be a time for you guys to accumulate or buy a little bit more than usual. Well, if you don't have your refund yet, this this rally kind of uh, well makes it so you can't buy as much silver or gold as you could before. Certainly, it's going to be a little bit more expensive. But you know, if there is a silver lining to this, it's that you know the gold to silver ratio remains pretty high. And so, silver, you know, gold. I don't want to say gold looks expensive at thirteen forty, but certainly uh, in the <laughs> over the last year, it's 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 at its highest it's been since April two thousand eighteen. Um, and so, uh, silver, on the other hand, sitting around sixteen dollars an ounce as we speak, which is which is strong growth considering that it was actually below fourteen. Uh, for a while there, back towards the end of 2018. But looking back, you know, $16 silver, there were plenty of times where we'd wish, you know, $16 silver, that would have been really nice, you know, back when it was in the $17, $18 range. So, you know, of course, make these own decisions, make these own investment decisions on your own. Uh, but that is, you know, a silver lining, I guess, to this, that the gold-silver ratio has remained kind of high for now. I don't think that's always going to be the case. I think the gold-silver ratio is remains very high, that is a hot, has a lot of room to move to the uh, downside, um, and and that you know as this if this is truly the gold is over sorry gold and silver bull market that that's begun back in, in November, then I think silver is going to vastly outperform uh, gold in, in that time span. You know, speaking of outperformance, I want to show you guys this chart as well. This is the dollar index in blue here, DXY. And, and gold here in, you know, orange or gold or whatever you want to call that. Now, this is a five-day chart. And this is this is typical. This is what you'd expect for the gold and, and, and dollar relationship. Okay, so so today we have a big move down in the dollar, relatively speaking. Uh, was north of 97. Uh, now, you know, below 96.5 or right around 96.5 as we speak. And predictably, gold moved up. It's, it's, it's almost a perfect inverse correlation when you look at this chart. But, and this is important for kind of my next point here about where is gold and silver, where are they heading next, and and and, and kind of hopefully offering a bit of insight in, 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 in that direction. If you look over a longer time span, so we'll look at a year here, or sorry, this is a month, uh, gold has, in the last month, rallied from below 1300 around 1280 to where it is now, 1340 It's about a $60 gain. The dollar, on the other hand, a month ago was around 96 3.964 and today sits around 96.5. So it's moved up barely and yet we've seen gold move up like $60, okay? Over a 3, sorry, we'll, we won't skip to that yet. Over a 3 month time span, gold has moved from about 12.20 all the way up to 13.40. Again, we're talking a a as a $120 difference. Dollar index on the other hand moved from the low 96 to about 96.5. Not a whole lot of strength in the whole scheme of things. And, and and this is atypical. So if you look at a five-day chart or even a one-day chart, you see this inverse relationship between the dollar and gold, which which makes perfect sense. And yet, three-month, one-month, um, six-month chart, we can look at that here. Uh, back then, uh, six months ago, gold was, again, 1180, 1185. 
say we use um, 1185, that's a what? $155 difference now. The dollar back then, again, in that 96 range, it hasn't moved a whole lot. And gold has rallied a ton over that time span. And so why is this important? First of all, I mean, this is, this is, this is bullish for gold. And I've been saying this for a while, despite, you know, part of me thinking, uh, yeah, you know, maybe some of those guys have it right. Maybe we're going to see a big stro- dollar strengthening event as we move into this next uh, economic downturn. You know, I, there's been points in time where I've, I've felt that that just might be the case. And it's like, you know, I, I get it. I get the whole argument. Yeah. The, 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 the cleanest shirt in the dirty laundry biscuit, uh, biscuit basket. Um, it's, 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 uh, of all the fiat currencies, the dollar just happens to benefit the most from, from China, from, from the EU slowing down. And so, yeah, we're going to see it rally and, and, and uh, okay. All of that uh, Fed's still tightening, still relatively tighter than all these other central banks. Um, and yet it, it hasn't gone up a whole lot. Now, again, you know, if you look o- over a longer time span of one year, you know, you can see quite a bit of strengthening over that time span. Okay. But but again, even even this, you know, this this kind of tells an interesting story in and of itself. You know, uh, gold. This is one year ago. The dollar um, was at, at around ninety. Gold, um, right around where it was now. The dollar has strengthened significantly since the end, and yet gold is you know, right around where it was. Uh, uh, you know, ten months ago, right around where it was a year ago. Um, and so, uh, what I'm saying here is that, yeah. I get that argument, and, and who knows? We could still see that. We could see the dollar shoot up. We could see gold and silver crash. Uh, but but more and more, I'm wondering if that whole thesis is just you know wrong. What if that's just flat out wrong for for whatever unforeseen reason? What if the gold and silver gold and silver bull market has uh, begun? And that's something I talked about in one of my you know recent videos. And if nothing else, you know if if that scenario kind of plays out, let's say the dollar. Moves up to 98, 90. Let's move, say, moves up to 100. Well, well, guess what? I mean, you have gold outperforming versus how it usually does against the dollar. And if if the dollar moves up to that, you know, I suspect, I suspect that'd be an environment in which stocks are heading down, and and a lot of global economies are in a bad position. All in all, uh, a, a very pre-recessionary or potentially recessionary environment in which we could see the dollar, you know, move up. To, to whatever you know technical level it needs to move up to, um, and yet you know I, I I still see that as somewhat conducive for gold to to uh, not rise but at least catch some sort of demand some sort of demand bid safe haven bid and so yeah I'm not saying that the the dollar can go to 100 and that gold isn't going to go down I'm sure it will but I don't see that you know the dollar index going to to 100 uh, that somehow gold is is going to head all the way down to 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 1180. Or to eleven hundred or a thousand or below that. No, um, I, I, I'm feeling confident that. Yeah, I don't know if the bull market started there or not, but I guess by definition, I, I guess what, what I'm saying here is, I think we hit the lows for both silver and gold in the second half of last year, and by definition, then the bull market has has begun. You know, gold could go back to twelve sixty, twelve forty, twelve twenty, still off of the bottom, and and it could still continue this bull market. But I. I don't see it heading even back to that. You know, I'd be surprised. You know, thirteen hundred—that'd be pretty key. We need to see a lot of dollar strength. Um, and, and of course, there's the other argument. You know, what if the dollar rallies and we see gold do even poorer than it usually does versus the dollar? But again, I just don't see that happening because of 
the safe haven bid it will potentially catch from from some of these other uh, uh, countries and even the United States. Now, you know, it depends the timing of this hap- when it happens. You know, gold could drop below 1300 sometime during the summer following the whole seasonality, selling man go away. But again, I'm just not... There's been times over the last, you know, going back to December where I've made videos just like this where I'm saying, I want to believe in this bull market for silver and gold. Here's reasons A, B, and C why I might not be right. And 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 almost part of me is almost saying like this is not, not too good to be true because, you know, gold's not that expensive in the whole scheme of things. Uh, and it hasn't moved up that much. But But it's like, is it actually... Is this actually the bull market, or are we just going to see another correction? Um, and and I've just kind of gone with what I've seen on, on whether it's charts, whether it's what's happening in other markets, bullish sentiment, uh, seasonality, the fact that hey, maybe sub twelve hundred gold was really cheap, uh, extremely oversold, extremely undervalued, and now investors have realized that even with gold still above thirteen hundred, they're seeing it as undervalued. Uh, what if I'm wrong on that? And, and that's kind of the other side of this. What if the dollar? You know, what if we saw the dollar strengthening already happen in 2018, this big dollar strengthening event that everybody's talking about that we're going to see like we did back in 2008, a big crash in, you know, we can we can see it here if we go uh, back in 2008, you know, a big strength in the dollar heading into the end of the year. You know, what if that already happened? And hey, what if, yeah, to some extent, things might be same this time around, but but maybe not all the markets are going to act exactly like they did before. And what if... The next move in the dollar is not to, to 97, 98, 100. What if the next move in the DXY is to 95, 92, sub 90? What does that mean for gold, which is already outperforming versus how it usually would versus the dollar? Uh, we, we could be looking at 14, 15, 1600 gold here in, in a very short period of time. And of course, you know, what is it that I, uh, sometimes I feel like a broken record. What is it though that I always talk about being kind of the catalyst for the next rally in metals? A big piece of the next catalyst. Of course, it's Fed policy. And and never mind what the stocks are doing these days or what what they're doing today. You know, I can I can bring up a chart here for you. Uh, we'll, we'll look at the Dow Jones uh bullish today a uh, big move up today and, and of course it's not oh okay here we go dji uh big move up today um this is what a uh we'll look at like a one-year chart so so a huge rally from that december 24th a big move up um this is in the phase of quantitative tightening uh although the fed has talked about ending qt they talked about not really raising rates anymore um, but but it has moved up you know quite a bit and and you know it's knocking on the door of of those all time highs again that we saw at the beginning of October end of, of of September. But are you fooled by this? I mean I'm not fooled by this. I, I call it a bull market rally, call it a whatever you want to call it. But this things haven't been fixed, right? Trump could come out with a trade deal tomorrow. Um, Congress could come out with a big, you know, infrastructure bill or, or whatever, you know, get some stuff done uh, tomorrow. We we could have, you know, a, a a strong, you know, economic numbers out of Europe tomorrow or China or something. But that hasn't changed a thing. You know, the 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 market is doing what it usually does, and that is um, seem seem as if it has amnesia about the true state of affairs. The true state of affairs is that we're still barreling towards a recession 
right? We see Italy already in recession, Germany on the brink of a recession, the entire EU with, with what's, going on, what's going on in France, what's going on in the UK. I wouldn't be surprised if much of the EU is in recession pretty soon. China's problems, despite some stimulus, despite, you know, this positive buzz about this, this trade deal, which hasn't uh, uh, materialized yet, is still in trouble. The United States economy, Regardless of even the shutdown, never mind the shutdown and, and how that will affect Q1, but just even retail from Q4 uh, is, is signaling yet a slowdown. And so it's, it's only a matter of time before this moves back down. Um, I, I just don't see how somehow this bull market is just going to resume like nothing happened. We're too late in the cycle. So much of, of the market space as a whole, whether it's the stock market, the bond market, currencies to some extent commodities they're behaving like an end of cycle uh, 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 period heading into a recession into a downturn as it can be this summer end of the year i don't know but but the fed is you know don't don't get distracted too much by the noise right and as big of this move as this has been i'd still consider this a noise because this is not at all this does not at all correspond with economic growth or, or the economic prospects or even earnings, stock earnings going forward. Um, so uh, there's there's a lot of reason to believe that the next move for the stock market is ultimately going to be the downside. And and you, you got to remember that even with, this is a crazy thing, even with this rally, the Fed is still not coming out super dovish, right? We had a Fed governor last week, I think it was last week saying, yeah, maybe we should stop QT by the end of the year, right? Uh, ahead of schedule sometime during this year. Right, Jerome Powell hasn't come out and said, "Hey, the Fed's looking good, or the, the stock market's looking good again." He wouldn't actually say that, but you know, he'd say something like, "You know, inflation seems to be picking up, or 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 the economy is looking more robust than it did three months ago. Maybe we should raise rates." No, you're not even seeing that yet, right? Uh, I, I don't know if we will. I think they're still moving in that dovish direction, and that that just gives me all the more reason to believe that uh, this this rally here is. The beginning of a bull market again i don't know what the next stop is for for gold what the next stop is for silver but you know to put this in perspective you know if we're talking the gold to silver ratio i'm gonna put some numbers for you guys here say the gold to silver ratio drops to 80 uh by the time gold is at 1400 you know what is 1400 divided by 80 not super high 1750 okay say we're at 1500 and the ratio is at well, 80 <laughs> Still not super high, but but as that ratio comes down, which I think it will to ultimately you know, 70, we're talking above $21 for, for silver. 60, extremely realistic, 25 bucks for silver, right? If we're talking gold, you know, back up to to its uh, uh, highs, uh, just shy of, of 2000, I think it was, let's say 1800, you know, that's what it's showing on these, these weekly or monthly charts or whatever this is right here, uh, 1800 for um gold at a 60 to 1 ratio we're talking silver at 30 um i'm looking for a ratio you know below 50 even you know and so we're talking silver at, at pretty healthy levels i i i i'm not going to go out and say that that silver is not we can zoom this chart out to, to give this more perspective i'm not going to come out here and say that that silver will not you know head to like a 20 15 to 1 something like that um, it very well could. In fact, we saw here in 2011 move to a 30 to 1, right? What does a 30 to 1 look like? Uh, some simple math would tell you that it's about 60 bucks for silver, right? 
if we're looking at 2,500 gold, right? Uh, even for 41 to ratio, you're looking over $60 for silver. And so, you know, the, the, I think the upside is still, still uh, much, much more than the, much, much larger than the downside for precious metals. And uh, as that ratio comes down to, to uh, 60, 50, 40 to one, uh, even 50 to one, right? Uh, high or mid forties, um, that's, that's a big move up for silver and gold. And, you know, going back to my video last, uh, over the weekend, you know, what are you going to trade that for? I think there's going to be huge buying opportunities out there for both silver and gold. You can, you can go on this trading view and you can look at, uh, the gold to Dow ratio, right? Uh, we could be looking at a, a five to one down to gold ratio. It could be even lower than that. I don't, I think this is the furthest they go back here. Um, you could be looking at a uh, Dow to silver ratio of what was it? I think four six hundred to one or something like that. What the low two hundred to one, right? You could be looking at two hundred to one or even lower than that for silver. No, I get it. Not everybody, you know, stocks aren't for everyone. Uh, but what did I say last week? You know, the Dow Jones right now two hundred to one. Let's say it drops to two hundred to one. I want to put this in perspective for you, just how uh, how highly silver devalued versus the Dow. You know, right now. The Dow is at you know just shy of twenty six thousand. So so I, I'll, I'll get a good number for you guys here. DJI DJI uh, twenty five eight nine one. Okay, twenty five. Okay, divided by what did I say two hundred to one? We're talking silver north of one hundred and twenty dollars. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying relative to the Dow at two hundred to one. You might be thinking you know two hundred ounces of silver. Yeah, there's no way I'm buying the Dow index with that, but. That's what that's the type of valuation we're talking about here, right? That would be akin to silver being north of 120, almost 130 dollars, with the Dow being where it is right now. So I think there's going to be some serious opportunities out there, and if nothing else, if, if everything absolutely collapses, you're preserving your wealth, right? And if it doesn't, if it's just fiat, and then somehow uh, the society goes on, the, the economy. Uh, uh, goes on hopefully in, in, a, in a different direction. Uh, the system as we know it would probably be no longer. But but either way, even if it tr they try to extend it or whatever, uh, there's gonna be huge opportunities. Whether it's in the stock market or the real estate market, heck, even between silver and gold, trading silver for gold, there's gonna be opportunities out there. Um, it's just a matter of time. And I know are we getting ahead of ourselves? But you know, if we look at on this chart right here, I know I've just been rambling here. You feel free to tune into some other video, but <laughs> this this really puts it in perspective. This is just gold here from from 2008 to 2011. Uh, a move from I won't cherry pick numbers. I'll, I'll, I'll instead of using the bottom there, I use this right here. You know, around 900. Okay, just about a double that in in about a three year time span, right? Less than that, right? Uh, and and for silver, it's even more dramatic, right? Uh, here in 2010, you're talking uh, below $20 an ounce. Um, and then, uh, what was that? Yeah, August, end of the summer of 2010. And then by springtime, 2011, you're talking, you know, all the way up close to $50. And so these things can move quickly. Now I get it. You know, what we're looking at right here is pretty small in the whole scheme of things. And, and I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but um, I am, I'm cautiously optimistic, uh, but but also very bullish at the same time. So um, we'll see where this goes. I mean, there's seasonality that's in play here, and who knows? By summertime, they could be heading down. But but just more and more, I, I I'm just coming to the conclusion that fiat currency is in a bad position because 
of, of what central banks and what governments have done in terms of monetary and fiscal policy, that they're going to use the very same policies in the next downturn, which is you know, right around the corner, you know, six months, nine months, 12 months, that comes pretty quick. Uh, and, and that silver and gold are going to be a huge benefactor of that. So as always, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video, uh, on this commentary down below in the comment section. If you're listening to me over in the podcast world, I apologize that you're missing out on all these charts, but, but I hope I did a decent job uh, describing them. And certainly you can uh, uh, leave a review on those different ones. Uh, give me whatever star rating you think I deserve and, and maybe give a bit of a review. Otherwise, you can certainly shoot me an email as well at w23matt at gmail.com. And you know I, I get comments from time to time, uh, questions from, from various viewers, and I'm always happy to respond to those as well. So as always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.